we wrap up our week by, by sort of handing the mic over to you, you know, courtesy of our friends at Local Environmental Services, a chance to blow off a little steam, to use our platform to say what you believe needs to be said. These are emails, real emails to talk at ryanjesperson.com. It's a tradition, of course, you know, we call trash talk. All right, this one from Lauren who says, Jespo, I want to thank you and Johnny for having Jordan Wilkie, the Alberta Green Party leader on the show. I didn't know much about him, to be honest, but I found him to be quite inspiring. And regarding his take on the economy, I thought he was bang on. The economy should be about people, not always just about profit. Like, I'm talking the people of Alberta, not just a few billionaires who live outside the country. We're currently jeopardizing our precious freshwater supply for the sake of an Australian coal billionaire. She says, check out the news in the Narwhal about Mine 14. And if I lived in Calgary, says Lauren, I would be outraged about the arena deal that seems mostly to benefit an old billionaire living in Switzerland. It's absurd. You know, I mean, I don't know. Best of luck to Jordan Wilkie, though, the green leader. Wouldn't it be something if he won a seat and held the balance of power? Can you imagine? 43 seats, 43 seats, and the Alberta Greens in the legislature. Lauren says, you think that might be absurd? Well, it's no more absurd than what's happening right now. Thanks, Lauren. And this one from Catalina, who says, Ryan, I listened to your interview this week with former Wild Rose MLA Ian Donovan, and it and it came off as a pleasant chat between two friends, which is fine, but for some reason, you giving voice to someone who glossed over a lot of Daniel Smith's troubling ideas made me very angry, says Catalina. Made me think about how incredibly difficult it is to criticize the conservative dynasty in Alberta without being browbeaten and bullied into saying nothing. Now, I know you're trying to feature the different perspectives, but a lot of your guests are present or former conservatives. And it maybe my anxiety about the prospect of another UCP government is clouding my perception. I do appreciate Real Talk's coverage of the Alberta election, but I'm thoroughly disheartened by the lack of critical thinking that's displayed by many people who continue to support that party, says Catalina. They cling to the belief that their party are better managers of money, but they're ignoring fiscal mismanagement, like $4.3 billion in corporate welfare tax cuts, $80 million on unnecessary children's cold medicine that can't even be sold in stores, $20 billion to try to get oil companies to clean up their wells, $120 million on a war room, $1.3 billion on the cancelled Keystone XL pipeline. What about Aimco losing more than $4 billion bucks through a volatility-based investment strategy at the beginning of the pandemic? You know, people on the right in this province can freely express their opinions on how they're overtaxed or how they think that the public sector and the government are the problem while conveniently ignoring the fact that the UCP wants to allow pristine land to be mined for coal or how it's willing to give $20 billion away in royalty credits for oil companies to clean up orphan wells that they drilled and abandoned. And I haven't even started on the idea of the Alberta Pension Plan, which has been conveniently downplayed because it's so damn unpopular. Catalina says it's difficult to be a progressive in a province which staunchly supports a series of governments that have acted openly, the most vulnerable in society, you know, the people in the public sector tasked for caring for them, and then holding those in contempt. You know, doctors, teachers, social workers, nurses, 
Catalina says, I was a teacher back when Ralph Klein was premier. And very often I hear the phrase, I pay their salary and they get two months off in the summer. And I would hear that on right-wing talk radio. Anti-union, anti-public sector sentiments proliferated and demoralized a large group of people that were working very hard under cuts and cutbacks. And that toxicity was given a voice under previous premiers like Klein. And it only grew with the success of conservative regimes. It reached untenable proportions under Kenny and nothing in Danielle Smith's rhetoric gives me any confidence that it's set to improve. The people who teach your kids, wipe your ass in the hospital when you're sick, pick up your garbage and try like hell to address the houseless folks who you find scary and annoying, they deserve a voice too. That from Catalina. Thanks for making your voice heard. You can send us your trash talk to talk at ryanjesperson.com and make sure you check out past episodes. Always wildly entertaining. Coming up Monday, it's Charles Adler, Dave Cornoyer on election day, and you won't want to miss our Athabasca University political panel analyzing it once the dust settles on Tuesday. In the meantime, make it a great weekend, and thanks for supporting Real Talk. Real Talk.